Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the Bulls who defeated the Dallas Mavericks last night, 117 to 107. Big game from Bulls point guard Lonzo Ball, who had 21 points in 39 minutes. Zach Levine put up 23 in 32 minutes. DeMar DeRozan was 17 in 37 minutes. Uh, big game for the Bulls here. This was a no uh, good game against a opponent who is projected to be a NBA championship contender uh, after a big win over the Nets. And, you know, you, you had to wonder what the Bulls were going to be able to do uh, against some better teams going forward here. And uh, they played very well against the Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks did get off to a very slow start. They missed uh, 10 of their first 12 field goal attempts. And the Bulls got off to a very good start um, as they, in the uh, first quarter especially. Um, and uh, the problem has been, you know, obviously, the Bulls have gotten off to some very slow starts in the past. Uh, this game, there was no no slow start here. They got off to a very quick start, um, which has been you know, seemingly the case the past couple games with the uh, with game against the Nets. They got off to a pretty, pretty uh, fast start there. Um, and Nikola Vucevic had another big game. He did have a big fourth quarter against the Nets. Uh, I felt like, you know, his defensive game, uh, he looked very good. He was putting in a lot more hustle. Uh, and then this one, he put up 18 points, went eight for 14 with 10 rebounds and four assists. So he had a big game there. Um, I thought there was a lot of a lot of good here. Uh, Alonzo Ball had a big game. Um, you know, he is he had some great passing. Uh, shooting was also really good. He hit his first four three point three point attempts of the game. He ended up going five for six from deep at the half. Um, and then finished the game seven of ten for for um, from three. So uh, really good game from him. Uh, he had a se- he uh, he had a season high six assists. So uh, really nice night from him. Uh, you know his passing was on. Uh, you know we have that one highlight of you no know, his great great you no know, uh, throw to Zach Levine for the three sixty dunk. So he had a very good game. Um, very exciting to see what this Bulls team has been able to do so far against some uh, some pretty talented teams. They're going to have a pretty tough test against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow in Golden State at 9 o'clock. So they're going to be heading uh, heading on the road to Golden State, a team who has been dominant so far this year. They are 10-1. Um, they're coming off a win over the Timberwolves, 123-110. to uh, They've come in actually on a win streak so far. So uh, right now they are looking very good. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Bulls are going to match up against them. Um, Bulls have done a pretty good job shutting down some very good players. Uh, James Harden, uh, Luka, Doncic, Do- Luka Doncic this past game. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to be able to shut down a guy like Steph Curry, who is probably still the I'd say one of the best players, probably if not the best player in the NBA right now, because uh, he has been very good this season. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how, the, who the, how they're able to approach this Golden State Warriors team who has been so dominant so far this year. Um, that game, like I said, will be on tomorrow in Golden State at 9 o'clock. The Bulls get, they get some bad news on the status of Nikola Vucevic. He is expected to miss the entire uh, West Coast trip, or most of the West Coast trip, actually, um, after testing positive for COVID-19. He's actually supposed to miss uh, at least 10 days. So um, he will be out of the lineup for several days here. Um, so that's bad news there for the Bulls. He had started getting hotter a little bit, uh, you know, despite the offensive inefficiencies at time. Uh, at times, he was still having you know, some pretty solid defensive performances. Uh, I felt like 
And I felt like, you know, these past couple games, he's been heating up a little bit, so it sucks to see him go down like that, especially when the Wolves are going to be taking on uh, some very good teams of the Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Nuggets. So, um, you know, they're going to have some tough tests here, especially on the road. Um, so that sucks there. That's going to be a big loss for the Bulls. Hopefully uh, a young guy like Marco Simnovic is able to come in and pick up some of the slack of, of losing a guy like Nikola Vucevic for the, uh, for the West Coast trip here, it seems like. Now let's turn to the Blackhawks, who will be playing tomorrow against the Arizona Coyotes at home at 7.30. The Coyotes have really struggled this season. They are actually the only team in the NHL right now who is worse than the Blackhawks. They're 1-11, and 1-11-1 uh, on the season with three points. Um, so you know, for a while, we were talking about how the Blackhawks and the... Um, now the Blackhawks and the Coyotes were battling for a spot as the worst team in the NHL, and the Blackhawks afford to pull the way there. Coyotes still a very, uh, very bad team on the year. So Blackhawks hopefully able to pick up their third win in a row, the third win of the Derrick King era tomorrow against a very bad Coyotes team. Then the Hawks, uh, their next games after the Coyotes game is going to go against Seattle, then the Oilers. So they'll be, they'll also be on the West Coast. Uh, Seattle, Oilers, Canucks, Flames, uh, and they'll return to take on the Blues on the 26th. So uh, the Hawks will also have a bit of a West Coast trip here. Uh, and then today... MLB free MLB agent Scott Boris met with the Chicago White Sox today to talk about clients. Marcus Semyon. Marcus Semyon is an MVP candidate. Uh, was on that one-year deal in Toronto, and he's going to get paid this offseason. Sox have definitely been uh, been a team to watch for his uh, to acquire him this offseason since they do need a second baseman. And uh, I feel like the Sox do have a pretty solid chance of bringing him in. Uh, no, I, he's probably still got to be my top choice on the season. Maybe Chris Taylor um, for you no know, my top choice to become the uh, the next second baseman of the White Sox. Um, but he is a big option for the Sox. I feel like you no know, bringing him in would be huge if he's able to repeat the season he had, where he uh, you know where he's an MVP candidate, where he played amazing all year in Toronto. So that would be um, that would be a big pickup for the Sox. Uh, so hopefully that meeting will go well there. And then the uh, Scott Boers also said that his his client, Carlos Rodon, wants a multi-year deal. So the White Sox did not extend a qualifying offer to Carlos Rodon after he had a very strong season in Chicago, um, which it, it made sense, I guess. Now, we kind of figured Carlos Rodon was going to go after a long-term deal where he's going to get the most money and the Sox... I don't know if they're unwilling or they're trying to be smart with their sit with their spending here since you no know, Rodon did have a lot of arm issues. You know, towards the end of the year he started to struggle a little bit. I don't know whether they're trying to be smart here, trying to they're trying to save money. Uh, whatever it is, they chose not to extend a qualifying offer to him. They chose basically not to extend him at this point. And this is what I've been predicting. I've been saying Carlos Rodon is going to leave in free agency because he can get the most money elsewhere. Um, but Scott Boris also said today that Rodon would not have even accepted the qualifying offer. So even if the Sox had extended the qualifying offer, would not have mattered. He would not have accepted that anyways. He was not interested in taking on a uh, qualifying offer. Uh, so it makes sense. Carlos Rodon's trying to get the most money out of it he can, which I understand uh, after having a very impressive season where he was for a while in the Cy Young in the Cy Young conversation before he you know, went down with those injuries, uh, it's it's not a bad idea at all for him. I'm pretty happy uh, for Carlos here. You know he's been a guy who I've been following since the Haw- since the uh, Sox took him in the first round a couple years ago. Um, so it was great for him to have this big season. Uh, so hopefully Carlos Rodon's gonna go out there and uh, get a big contract because he definitely uh, definitely deserves a big contract like that. Uh, the Sox also. 
We need to monitor young prospect Yolbert Sanchez, who's been thriving in the Arizona Fall League so far. Uh, Yolbert has been doing some really good things so far in the Arizona Fall League with the White Sox. He is 24 years old. He is an infield prospect, mainly plays second base. Um, He had a very strong stint uh, in Winston-Salem as well as AA Birmingham. Um, He slashed almost 583 with seven RBIs uh, so far in the uh, the spring league, and he had a very strong showing, like I said, in Winston-Salem and AA Birmingham. Um, He currently ranks as the number 15 prospect in the organization. He is a very underrated prospect. Uh, Cuban-born, signed with the team back in 2019, and he hit uh, hit 286 with seven doubles, five home runs, 29 RBIs in 60 games in 2021 in Winston-Salem, and then... uh, he hit 343 with six doubles, four home runs, and 13 RBIs in 39 games in AA Birmingham. So uh, he's a very underrated prospect. I feel like if the Sox were to try and give somebody a chance, uh, no, try and give one of their younger prospects a chance, rather not rather than go out and get a free agent at the second base position, I think Yolbert Sanchez was going to be the uh, the best option there. Uh, so, uh, no, Gilbert Sanchez is a prospect. I think the Sox definitely need to keep their eyes on here, or uh, most Sox fans need to keep their eyes on because he has been dominant so far. Whether or not this is going to translate to that AAA system, we just have to wait and see. Uh, you know, he is still you know, quite raw as a prospect. We have never even seen him play a game in AAA. So, uh, you know, maybe he'll spend some time in AAA, and if the Sox really want to, they could possibly move him into a MLB role with this team. Maybe not as an everyday second baseman, but as a guy who could take over that role you know every other day with the white socks uh and that's gonna do it for today's episode of the podcast thank you guys for tuning in and i will see you guys tomorrow